0: I'm just going to pretend I'm on Disney Channel. Hi, I'm Natalie Bot, and you're listening to It's All Light. <laughs> Anyways, today you guys, this is a chat with Nat episode and I'm so excited. We're talking about one of my things I'm so passionate about and that is traveling with a subcategory of, <clears throat> of art history because I feel like those pair up well for me as well as eating amazing food. So that kind of goes to my reasoning of why do I love traveling and why do most people love traveling? I feel like it's a general assumption that most people like traveling. I do. I do and have met some people who don't love it. So y'all can can listen in or skip this episode. But I think there's some helpful principles that apply to everything. So, why I travel is to learn about cl- new cultures, to experience how I handle situations, which is like a huge thing. I'll share some stories about traveling and then just to see the world and And see how beautiful and remarkable it is and different than what you're used to. And then food, obviously. And then art history for me. Going to see paintings and sculptures and things that I've studied about and learned about and love. So I really haven't been to that many countries in my perspective. I use the bin app, B-E-E-N. And I've been to 14 countries, which is like 5% of the world. So it seems super small, but I'm so Oh, 8% of the world, 17 countries, 8% of the world. I just looked it up, but I just always want to go somewhere new and I always want to go more places. And I think that's just spurred from after going one place, I see what it's like, or I see pictures or videos of something. And I, I want to go and experience that and create that. And I think the first thing to realize is that your trip will be different than what you've seen in pictures and what you've learned online. Like sometimes it matches up, but like, First step for traveling and being satisfied when you travel is just to to create and make it your own experience and take all the ups and downs with it and and enjoy that experience as a whole. Um I have so many stories now that I'm getting talking about this. So I guess the number one I guess the first place to start with traveling is where do you want to go? What do you want to see? What experiences are you looking for? I mean I think there's a difference between trip and vacation, right? Vacation is where you can sit on the beach and read your book and not have to worry about anything else. Whereas a trip is more, maybe more thought out and more planned and takes a little bit more effort. And it's still quite the experience, but it's more, it's more adventurous, right? Versus a vacation's more relaxing, in my opinion. So I feel like the biggest travel tips, I think we'll start with I wanna jump into Europe specifically, but before that, I was so lucky to be able to travel when I was young. Um, To go internationally, Um, I think besides Canada and Mexico, I was lucky to do a humanitarian trip in India, and I feel like that was one of the the first, I mean, the first place internationally that like got me hooked on this experience of travel in general. Like the seventeen hour flight didn't bother me, and I was like, okay, that that's just half. That's just like the first step in. But then the culture and the food and the experience as a whole taught me so much about my life. And having an impact in others' lives, but also just seeing something different than I've known. And I absolutely loved that trip, and it changed me. And it's youth making a difference for anyone looking to go to India, if you're in high school especially, or college trips. I mean, I will forever and always promote YMAD because it, it really did change my life. And traveling there was so incredible, and my heart was opened, and I learned, and I grew, and I learned a lot about myself too. And I learned life lessons and we were trained nine months before on life principles. But while we were there, I got sick and I had to learn with dealing with that in a foreign country. Not that sick, but sick enough that it was it was hard and a struggle. So from that point, I just have always wanted to travel and I was excited to serve a foreign mission. and, And holy cow, that was an experience in and of itself. I mean, living somewhere is so different than just traveling and visiting a place but I mean, we can talk about Russia and my mission a whole nother episode. And then I've been to Europe a few times um, and did a study run Israel. So those different places have really like brought out a lot of who I am and and what I enjoy the most, like what what fills my cup, because even if you are on in a beautiful place, like to get a, to a place that's beautiful inside, too. It helps you enjoy the experience outward better, if that makes sense. So let's see. So many thoughts right now. But yeah, so number one, where do you want to go and what do you want to see? I feel like for me, that's my first question is, okay, where do I want to go? What do I want to see? Second is also what opportunities are out there? What flights are cheap? (laughs) Like that is probably the biggest thing you need to be paying attention to. I love flights from home on Instagram, our family passport. And um, One of my friends and her sisters run that company and they post the amazing, most amazing travel tips and helps. But yeah, I love flights from home or Pomelo and they just send you deals and different things. And I feel like some of the travels I've done have been because of that. I also have other cousins and friends who are into traveling and they got me a deal. They like knew where to look. Sometimes it looks like a sketchy website, but it's still valid. And I had found flight from Salt Lake City to Amsterdam for like two hundred and thirty. So just being aware and like doing some research about where to find flights or buy on an incognito tab on a Tuesday at 5 a.m. You know, like there's so many little things you can do to maximize cost for flights in particular. And I feel like flight is always the first step for me because then it's like it's just like the exciting point. And then from there you can get more excited about planning it. But yeah, flights are sometimes tricky, but I would just start like expanding your resources and looking. And then kind of see what opportunities of places come up and maybe that can guide you. Like for me, I I guess I have ideas of where I want to go. But at the same time, it's like, oh, if a flight opens up to Denmark, that's like half off. I might go visit Denmark. You know, for me, I don't have set places I really want to see besides Africa. But and that will be whenever. But it's it's more of like taking opportunities as they come. But also budgeting, like traveling, really, it can be expensive but I feel feel like I've written some tips that can help you maximize costs for your trip. And I know there's lots of other people I've been talking to and I want to share their tips as well. So I'll probably do another like 10 minute segment reading off their tips and tricks, but this one's just my thoughts and experiences for now. Okay, so let's see. We've talked about why you want to travel, where you want to travel to. And sometimes for me too, it's like certain art pieces and artwork that I've studied. I want to see I kind of base I could base a trip off of that but I don't know I think for me this it's just is kind of a picture I've seen or a book I read of, or like you know picture books at Barnes and Noble of places to travel to or looking at that travel wall and and saying oh wow I would I would love to see that and 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 you're naturally drawn to certain places right like for me I've always wanted to go to Africa since I was so little And I haven't been yet, but I know I'll get there and I want to go on a safari and I want to meet the African people. And there's just so many reasons why. And so I naturally feel drawn to that place and and I'll get there. But it's a matter of creating and finding that that right time and right opportunity and money, too. Right. Like, what are you putting your money toward? Like, maybe I need a new car instead of traveling this year, you know, like there's so many factors that go into it. But just ask yourself, like, what gets you excited about traveling? And maybe that is even to a different state. Like I'm finally going to Chicago for the first time and I'm so excited. Like that's a foreign place for me too. There's so many art museums. Like I'm ecstatic. So travel can really even be four hours south, you know, go to Zion and and view a national park. Like traveling doesn't have to be international is what I'm trying to say, but I'm going to focus on some international aspects for travel tips just because that's, I feel like where people need the most guidance and help. So my graduation trip was backpacking Europe. And that's when I found that flight to Amsterdam for like $230, me and my friend Kylie. And oh, it was devastating when COVID started breaking out and we're like, Oh, we might not get to go to Italy. And then all of a sudden the whole thing failed. We got reimbursed, but I was like, when I got reimbursed for how cheap it was to go to Europe, I was so sad. But a few years later, we ended up still going and spent three and a half weeks in Europe Well, she spent two with me. And then I was with my mom and grandparents for a week. Um, but yeah, I definitely kept track of all my travel tips because that was my first time like alone internationally. (laughs) I remember my mom dropped me off at the airport and I had this huge backpacking backpack and then another bat, my big Beware Jerusalem backpack on my front. And then I think I even had like a side tote or something. And man, I was so lucky to get on all the planes for all the places I went, but that's another story. Anyways, I remember like hugging my mom and I just like started like crying. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. Like I'm flying across the world like by myself, you know, like that doesn't scare me necessarily, but it was just kind of like a realization of, okay, I'm doing this, you know, I'm going to be gone for, for a few weeks and I'm doing this. And I was of course, more excited than nervous. Um, and of course with traveling comes certain complications, no matter where you go, there's always something that might not go as perfectly as you hoped. So I go check in, get on the plane. We sat on the plane for like two hours, not moving. They made everyone get off the plane. We're all in line for customer service and we're there for like another two hours. And at this point I was like, maybe I'll just have my mom pick me up because like, they are going to put us on a later flight. And I was like, shoot that miss. Like I'll, I'll miss meeting Kylie. I mean, she was just going to be at our hostel. um, And I would have just lost a day of my travel. Right. And so we were, I was like, well, is there a way they reimburse us for this? Like, how does this work? You know, like, there's certain things you can do and say, I feel like for an airline, and I've yet to tap into this, that allows you to get vouchers and different things to maximize what you paid for in your plane ticket. Anyway, so um, fun side story is that as we were in line, I started, I mean, I talked to everyone. So I started making friends with the people in the line near me. And one guy had a violin on his back and I was like, oh, do you play? And <clears throat> he was like... No, I actually make violins. I'm like, oh, no way. Like, I play the violin. And he's like, Jonah, do you want to play it? And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. So, literally, in the middle of the Salt Lake airport, I opened up this violin and just started like playing some songs. I really need to brush up on it because it was embarrassing. I only knew a few, but I know this like two grenadiers French national anthem song. And there were some people from France because this flight, I think, was to Paris connecting to Milan. And so, these people were all like clapping and cheering and videoing me playing this song. Like, I don't know. It was a fun experience. And that, was just in the Salt Lake airport. Right. And I'm meeting people from France and I met this other lady going to Italy and she wrote all these tips for me because she has like a villa in the South, like in, in Tuscany. (laughs) And oh my goodness, like just, I had this little notebook and I would just jot down my thoughts and ideas and places to go, things to see, foods to eat. Like this is one of my little prize little notebooks. I didn't bring it here with me, but I like would jot down everything. And we had a loose itinerary as well. Okay. So yeah. Back to the airport story, and then I'll dive into that. So playing the violin in line, finally get to the front desk. They're like, yeah, we can just bump you on a flight later. And I was like, oh, that means I have to have my mom come pick me up, go back home, and then go back to the airport and fly. And so I'm walking out of the airport, and I see another gate flying to Amsterdam. And I just went up to the front desk. It was KLM, which is associated with Delta. And I was just like, hey, I'm supposed to fly to Paris tonight, but that flight just got canceled. Any way you can get me on this flight and connect me to Milan. And it was, it was a miracle. They, they were able to do it. I just handed them my ticket and they like typed in their computer and got me on that flight. (laughs) I was like, no way. It was a red eye, I think. Anyway. So I just like went and sat down and I met this couple from England. They had cookies. Well, like this KLM was like opening brand new or something and so they had like these cookies I sat ate a cookie got on a flight and flew yeah I'm pretty sure I flew to Amsterdam and then from Amsterdam I flew to Milan so I got to Milan pretty late and I just had my huge backpack and I was by myself and I had to just talk to people and figure out okay how do I hop on the metro to get into the city and then like I had like a travel plan for my phone so if I used my wi-fi it would only spend it would only track it for that day that's another tip we can talk about but yeah, so I just kind of used the Wi-Fi to map it out. And then if I could avoid turning on Wi-Fi in the city, I would or turning on my data. Anyway, so I was able to have a nice lady help me hop on the right train, get into the city. I'm like walking past the Duomo. I'm like, this is insane. And then I found the hostel where I met Kylie and it was so fun just to meet her there and she had gotten pizza and it was like the best pizza ever, even though it was like cold. It was just still so good. And I was so happy to be there. The hostel we stayed at was so cute. So that's travel tip number. I don't know what number on, but just hostels are super effective, especially. I don't know how it would be if you were like a husband and wife traveling or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. But um, for two girls traveling together, they were safe. I mean, do your research, but it was safe, clean. We great place to meet, had Wi-Fi in this little study lounge that she was working on some things. We were able to FaceTime our moms, let us know, let them know we made it safely, you know, and she had come from London, I believe, because she was visiting a friend. So then we just met in Milan. Um, But yeah, so the hostel, um, hostel world is the app that we downloaded and found this place and pretty inexpensive. And then we there's certain options you can have, like sometimes they do have private rooms. It's more hotel like. Right. But then they have like a room for four or a room for six and you can do co-ed if you want or just girls, you know. So we got a room of four and there were two other girls in it. I think one of the girls worked at the hostel, so she had all her stuff in there. But yeah, and then they have lockers and sometimes you need to bring your own key, but you can like put your valuables. I think I had my laptop with me. Yeah, I had my laptop with me. So if we were going out in the city, I'd just like lock up my laptop and sometimes hide my clothes under my pillow or I don't know, little things like that. Um, but in a room of four it wasn't bad and there's shower and bathroom and stuff like that. So that was our first night. I think we actually had two nights there and we kinda like caught up on jet lag, slept in, and then had a few days in Milan. Okay, so now now to the city part. So that's kind of logistics. Flying, getting there, phone plan, call it call the company and get on an international plan. That's like if you use it, it charges you ten dollars for that day. Or you can pay a hundred a month and and oh, I See, I shouldn't have done this episode without being prepared, but it works out. Just look at your phone plan and I think paying, depending how long you're gonna be gone, pay for like daily $10 and try not to use it every day. Like you can plan, there's Wi-Fi in so many places, cafes everywhere. You can plan and do things off on Wi-Fi and then not have to use your plan at all. So there are ways around it and to make it cost effective that way. Okay, so once you're in the city, city transport is probably the next biggest thing. Yeah, there's taxis and Ubers, too. Um, Like for times when we needed to get to the airport or to a train station early for a train or or flight, we would take an Uber uh, or walk, depending where we were. But the buses um, in Italy, it's a little harder to figure out how to pay for them. Some you can pay for when you're on the bus. Some you have to buy a ticket beforehand. Um, truth be told, sometimes we were like trying to figure it out and just hopped on and no one questioned us or asked for a ticket. And we just got to a few different places. So, um, fill, fill it out. (laughs) But also like, I mean, we were trying to figure it out, but I mean, sometimes you have an excuse you're in a foreign country and you don't know where to buy the ticket or how to buy the ticket or what to pay. And like, we always were able to pay if, if there was a case where someone was like, oh, you don't have a ticket, blah, 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 you know? And that goes for train. OK, no, it doesn't go for trains as well. Buy your train tickets. But I have another story about if you need your train ticket changed. We'll get to that later on in our travel story. So, yeah, there's a there's traveling around the city. We did have a loose itinerary, which was super helpful and research food you want to eat to before and 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 maybe even just talk to locals and ask like, hey, what are some great restaurants? And sometimes we would even just like pull up our Google Maps and say, OK, like what has good ratings and reviews and just go try something. Um, so yeah, and then there's always museums in every city, no matter where you are, even in the smallest of small. So museums for me is a a big focus when I travel, but since we were in Milan only for a short time, I decided to not go to the art museum there. I did meet a girl in our other hostel though that had gone and she just like sent me some of her favorite paintings from it. So that was cool. But yeah, Milan, the biggest thing is the Duomo and that's right near the fashion district but the Duomo was this huge giant cathedral. And so I did actually pay and do a tour of the roof and the underground archeological part of that cathedral. And that was incredible. And I just did that by myself. Cause I think Kylie, she was in her like finals week. So I think she was working on a paper or checking something else out in the city. And I just went and did that tour by myself. Like I was really confident walking around and, and being on my own and Confidence goes a long way when you're traveling by yourself, especially like when I was there at night, getting to the hostel, you know, like you just have to think about, okay, like what's the smartest move in this situation? Like, yeah, walk on the busy road, be by people, you know, like you can catch the vibe of people when you ask for help, you know? So from there, we took a train to Verona. um, And so I think we bought most of our train tickets on the go. Which I kind of recommend looking ahead of time the general schedule of trains and the general pricing beforehand, just so you're aware, and you can kind of map it into your itinerary. but you can usually buy it on Wi-Fi the night before, and the price doesn't really change that much from my experience. Um, and I also am not the most experienced traveler, so maybe you've heard otherwise, but from what I learned we were we were totally fine doing that, and it, like going through my um expenditures at the end of the trip it didn't seem like a ton so we took a train to Verona and that city we weren't sleeping in and so we like googled on our phones um I think we went to a cafe used their wi-fi found a place to go store our bags for the day so we didn't have to carry them around as we went through the city and then we kind of like looked up I think beforehand we had I had made notes of what I wanted to see in that city so Verona's the Romeo and Juliet city and so we went to Juliet's museum and letters to Juliet and did all that fun stuff and we loved verona. Oh my goodness, cutest city ever. And there was like another museum that we didn't have time for because I think we had to catch another train to venice, I think. Oh man, I I should have my itinerary right by me. But yeah, so a lot of the time we would maybe buy two two train tickets at a time from one place to the next place like a few days in advance, and that worked out really well. And then there's always options of leaving your baggage somewhere if you are not spending the night in a city. And then just kind of having a, an idea of, OK, we want to maybe get pizza at this place and then and then go walk around this place and then come back. And And I feel like the more flexible, the better, because then we could just go explore and walk around. And and we ended up going planning another day back in Verona because we were like, oh, we want more time here. And they were doing a day where all the museums were one euro. So we're like, OK, we'll just come back on that day. And it worked out with our traveling. So From Verona, we went to Venice and stayed in a hostel there. And it was an awesome, awesome hostel, like almost like a hotel. And that room, I think, was four to six girls. And it was really nice, really awesome. These girls travel solo, most of them from Europe, from Tunisia. Like it was really cool to meet them. And then we spent a day in Venice and went to, I had to kind of pick and choose certain museums because we didn't have multiple days there. So I kind of just chose like, a painting I really wanted to see and I stuck with that one and that one museum versus seeing all the museums and then just kind of walked around and explored um a pigeon chased me and tried to eat my gelato and it was really scary in Venice <laughs> um anyways so I'm just going through kind of step by step trying to remember like certain tips as I traveled throughout Italy um but yeah the train travel train transportation is wonderful once you're in the city like we were trying to get to um the train station from after walking around. And I think you can just Google it and map it out. And I, I remember asking people, but mainly we would just use our phones and map it out and then just know where to go from there. So back to the train station to Venice. Venice, we like the night before mapped out where we wanted to go, what we wanted to do to maximize our time. And then went out and did that and then had that night there. And then we met up with um my Italian exchange student, Chiara. And her mom in Pad- Padua, which is a city nearby Venice, and we met. We took a train to there, which is kind of between Verona and Venice. And they picked us up and drove us to their house, which was way up in the mountains in Trentino, and it's called Deno. Anyway, so that was so cool that we got to go explore northern Italy, like near the Dolomites. Um, and it was freezing. <laughs> Kylie and I were not prepared for how cold it was in end of March, beginning of April. So you know, definitely check the weather before you go, <laughs> which we did, obviously, but like I didn't didn't connect all the dots all the way. Anyways, so, yeah, so that was amazing. Find connections, people, it's so nice to go stay with people. We were able to do our laundry with her and and spend time with them. It was also conference weekend. We were able to sit and listen to a little bit of conference and take like a breather from running around. And then from there, I think we went back to Verona. And oh man, I think I left my passport at the hotel in Deno, but luckily Chiara was studying in Padua, and they were driving her back down, and were able to get me my passport. I don't think I told my mom that, but anyways, so be smart. I um, speaking of passports, I carried around a like a a little pouch on my waist that I had my passport in all the time, passport and my cards and money and things like that, and that was very smart because if your bag goes stolen, then you still have your important things, and. Bag-wise, I just had my fanny pack, which I love. And it's just so useful. Um, and like a portable charger. I mean, we can go through packing list another time or later on in the episode. But um, yeah, so I love the pouch for passports and it hides under your clothes. You, you like, don't even see it. It's not it's not uncomfortable. It's like perfectly fine. And then like always have the same spot for it if you take it off because that way you won't lose it. Um, in a hotel or hostel and yeah so that's passports traveling um we contemplated renting a car but never ended up doing that because the train systems are so awesome and then the bus systems kind of ask around and and they're not too difficult to figure out to get from place to place so from from Verona again we spent another day in Verona and went to all the museums and it was wonderful and then we went down to Siena Oh no, Florence. I can't remember, but we traveled somewhere else on a train and got to the city. Um, If it was. Yeah, I think we went to Florence first. So, yeah, from there we went to Florence and Florence. We had booked more of a hotel and we had booked this one like week, a week or two or more in advance when Kylie and I were planning our itinerary and our trip and what days we were going to be where. And that one we had booked prior and it was a hotel room near, near Florence, like right near the city center. And that one was perfect. It kind of seemed like a sketchy area right by the train station, but like super locked door. We were able to buzz in, get our key. It was like up some stairs and we like the Wi-Fi wasn't the best. And sometimes it was there was like loud people around us, but generally it was a great spot. We stayed, I think, for three nights there because I knew I wanted to be in Florence the most. I talked to my art history professor beforehand, um, just to make sure I was seeing and doing all the things in Italy. And she was so helpful and I can share those notes as well. But yeah, I just, I knew I needed to see so many things in Florence. There's so many, so many cathedrals and churches and chapels. And then the Uffizi Galleria and Michelangelo's, David, like so many amazing things in Florence. And so we made time. We had a good time there. And we kind of mapped them out day by day. And, like, beforehand, we had looked into tickets for Michelangelo's The David as well as Duomo tickets. And, like, there's a pass where you can go inside and walk the Capellini the Bell Tower, and walk around the top of D- the Duomo in Florence. And then it was nice because we kind of jam-packed a few things in the first few days. But then we still had, like, one more day that we could just kind of go explore. Like, once we got a feel of the city, like then we knew where we wanted to go back to or where we wanted to to explore new. Um, and I can give specific notes for specific places. Um, if you reach out to me, like for Florence, there's a really awesome, a really awesome like indoor food court, um, food market type thing. That was so awesome near the other shopping market. And I mean, museums I could go into for days and what you need to see. I think I spent four or five hours at the Uffizi Galleria. Um, It was incredible. (laughs) I love Raphael and Michelangelo and Da Vinci. Like so amazing. So, so amazing. Italy's definitely up there. And the food was really, really awesome. I will say if you're super into food, I mean, obviously Italy has the best pasta, but France impressed me more with their food. I don't know if I'm going to offend people by saying this, but the food in France, like if we were just running on the side of the road and stopped and got a sandwich, like the bread and quality of that food in France seemed so much tastier than it did in Italy. If I was just running into a place on the side of the road to get like um, focaccia or something, those weren't as impressive to me. But like the pasta in Italy, every pasta we had was delicious, right? And so that was super fun. Just trying new things, trying new foods, right? Um, but yeah, that was just my own side insight. Um, back to, oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, back to just traveling, Um, museums help plan the itinerary of your day. I think it is helpful to research amazing places. Sometimes it's hard because if it's like a super famous place and it's expensive and probably hard to reserve and things like that. But some are totally worthwhile checking out based off of like what influencers have posted about Um, the night before I left, I was packing and I listened to a bunch of travel podcasts and those are all really helpful. I felt like it like sparked me off onto knowing how to travel better and I can post some of those and some were specific too. um, what's his name? Um, he has an app, Ryan Stevenson or something, Rick, Rick Stevens, Rick Stevens. That's it. Rick Stevens has amazing, amazing resources and an app and you can just download them. So that's what we did for Michelangelo's David, um, at the, that Galleria. We just downloaded this tour from Rick Stevens and walked through the whole museum with his tour, which, which shows you more things than just David, but it also walks you through so many other things. So it's kind of like a tour guide on your phone and you don't have to pay for a tour guide. Sometimes we just stood by tours and, um, that was, that was, we just would like hear little things, but then you're not like super rigid, you can spend as much time or as little time as you want. We did book a tour for The Last Supper. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't believe I forgot to mention The Last Supper. That was incredible to see. And that one we had booked online a lot in advance because it's hard to get tickets for that sometimes. And we, yeah, we just went in with a tour group and she taught us. And that was it's it's always good to have a guide there, even though me thinking I know a lot of things, like there's so much that you can learn from tour guides. And there are ways you can do it, so it's financially available. So, yeah. Oh, big tip for just all these cities: um, go to a grocery store for food, and then you only eat outs. You only eat out like once every few days, um, and then you can eat out at better places. And then you can you can get snacks, but at the grocery stores in other countries are so much fun, and you can get easy things that you can pack. And store away and like just peanut butter and bread and and, like little things that sustain you as you run around the city, but also like then you're not spending as much money on food eating out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like going to buy some yogurt and granola like goes a long way. Um, And then another tip I wrote down was make sure your card doesn't have foreign transaction fees. Mine did, so I bought I brought euros as well. Like I exchanged money. For Euros and that was super helpful because then you don't get those fees. But I mean, cards are just so much easier and accessible. So find a card that doesn't have foreign transaction fees. Um, I said get a pa- backpack that rolls. So I had my like backpacking backpack on and it would just stuff everything into it. And then I had my other huge backpack that I'd fit maybe toiletries and my laptop, different things in. But that was that would get heavy, you know, two things weighing on your shoulders, probably like 80 pounds. Okay, not that much, maybe 50. 40 to 50 30 to 50 I don't know but if you got like a backpack that was like you could wear as a backpack but also had wheels to roll 100% do that um and kind of check some of the airlines before if you're flying from country to country um, um because sometimes they won't let you on but like I was just so lucky and they let me on with this huge backpack as my carry-on and this other backpack as my like purse anyways I got super lucky But yeah, backpack that rolls if you're going for an experience, um, a long amount of time. My other thing was book through the website airline and get loyalty points. That's also big if you're traveling a lot, um, stop at hotels to charge your phone. If you don't have a portable charger or if you need, if it's dead or something like most hotels, if you just like say, Hey, can we just sit here for a second and charge our phone? They'll let let you and some are really nice hotels and just kind of make friends, right? Um, I did say buy train tickets ahead of time. Okay. So backtrack what I said before, maybe look into that beforehand. It kind of tightens up your itinerary a little bit, but it was probably the most cost effective. Um, I have a few other itinerary links that I can post in the show notes that I researched and were very helpful. It was also amazing in the middle of Florence. I ran into a friend from high school. He was my sister's friend and his wife. Um, and it was just like amazing that we ran into them in the middle of Florence, and he sent me their itinerary and it is incredible and it it kind of had like like every day kind of mapped out with like where they wanted to eat and try and the notes and what they did and what museums and when and how they bought their tickets and literally every detail and so I could even make that into a template Thank you Benson Kilpack and Mimi um anyway, so that's also helpful. Definitely have a loose itinerary or a strict itinerary before you travel um, foreign. I think that's super helpful. I mean, I guess this is Europe specific cause that's really all I know. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend Hostel Hostel world. Um, the app that was super helpful. Um, There's certain train apps that we had in Italy specifically. So kind of research what apps would be most beneficial. There's certain train trains in certain countries but yeah, that we had like Train Italia and we would just look at tickets there and you can even look at tickets there beforehand, like download the app now and start planning that out. Um, trying to think of other things. I think the biggest thing is just sometimes expect the unexpected um, and, and be OK with changing things. Um, one time we got into another city, we were going from Florence down to Siena and San Gimiano and we got to siena and it's raining and it's super late like maybe like 10 p.m and this guy that we had a hostel with was like trying to ask for our passports and it was he was being so sketchy And me and kylie were like so stressed we're like what do we do and we met this this cute italian girl and her boyfriend who's from japan and they just like like here we'll walk you to the city it was pouring rain and and we're like, Hey, could you talk to this guy in Italian? Like we're, we're confused what he's wanting. He's asked for our passports. We don't feel right about it. And so she was like talking to him and got off the phone. she's like, yeah, like, don't do this. This sounds so sketchy. <clears throat> so we just opened our data plan and looked up hotels around us. And we ended up finding a really nice, not really nice, but a nice, like nice for us hotel. And it was, it was awesome. We just found one little room for one night and they had breakfast in the morning and it was safe, had an incredible view, like it all worked out. So things do work out. Um, But like it was scary for a moment and our backs were tired and we were in the pouring rain with our huge backpacks on and had to walk and find out how to find places. And and yeah. Anyway, so that happens anyway. So we had other, another experience with that as well. Um, Yeah. So as much as you can plan for the unexpected, I mean, you just have to take things as they come and. Yeah. Things might not work out exactly how you envision to. I think that's sometimes scary of like you have this dream trip planned, but yeah, it doesn't go according to plan, but like you kind of have to create every day as, Oh, this was my dream day, even though it looked different than I imagined. Um, another travel story there was, <clears throat> I think we were going from Italy to Switzerland because then we were going to connect Switzerland to Frankfurt. And that's where I met my mom. That's where she served her mission. And my grandparents were on their mission. And so we were trying to figure out i think we had bought our ticket a little bit in advance and were we in italy at this point <sighs> maybe it was switzerland um i think we were in, i can't remember wow this is funny see the bad always is forgotten but long story short we were at the train station um maybe this wasn't switzerland yeah i think we took a train in italy to switzerland and we just stayed in these little cube things with locks and it was pretty pretty pricey everything in Switzerland is so expensive we walked around Zurich oh and pro tip find city maps every time you go get into a new city go find like an info center or like a little stand and and get a map of the city and I would always do that and I would like mark them up and like circle things we needed to go see and they're usually like sometimes a city walk so in Zurich I just like had the map and we just followed this little circle and did it all in a day and just saw some fun, beautiful things. I mean, we didn't do a ton there, but we did a city walk and just got an overview. But I think that morning, I think from Switzerland to Frankfurt, (laughs) it was 5 (laughs) a.m. And because we had to catch another flight, I think I had to catch a flight or another train. Anyways, it was 5 a.m. And we were like, OK, this is the name of the bus or this is the name of the train we need to get on. And we like ran all the way through this airport up and down. We have all our bags on. I'm in like my sandals and sweats like we just gotten up and we like got on and we we're like asking people, oh, is this going to Frankfurt, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yes, yes, no, 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 get off. So we got off, on, off, on. And then it left and we had been off it. And it, it, it looked more like a subway or a metro. And so we were like, oh, this doesn't seem right because most of the trains were like nicer and like for further distances. So we had gotten off and then we just sat there and we were like, oh, that was it. And I was, I think we were both so bugged and mad that we didn't figure that out. And I just sat there like, oh, I'm so tired. This would happen. It was a Sunday and train schedules are different Sunday, So we were both like, well, what do we do? Like, how are we going to get to where we need to go? And yeah, so we ended up, I think we went to like the info, sec, info desk or we found another train going in that direction. And even though it might have been different than our ticket, we got on and went on it and then ended up in this other place. I don't know how we needed to get off there. Literally, I, I need to go read my journal. But we got off at this other place and that was like the only time um we had like a disagreement or like the whole time me and Kylie were like so awesome and it still was awesome we just both were, I think, just stressed that we had missed this train, and we were both like, "How are we going to get to where we need to go?" Um, and so we kind of separated for a minute. She went to seek help somewhere, and I went. I think I just went and sat down, and it was so cold. And we're in some random town, and I think we we're in Switzerland or Germany at this point, one of the two. Um, and Kylie saved the day and found um, someone to like stamp our tickets and give us a, a new path to where we were going. So our tickets would still be valid on the train, um, even though it wasn't this, the original train we were supposed to be on. Um, and then we ended up getting on the right train, making the right connection, because some trains have different connections to different cities, right? And we were able to make it to Frankfurt, and that's when we parted ways. And she went, she went from there and took a bus to Amsterdam, and then flew home. And then I went and met my mom, <clears throat> which was another time of just traveling by myself. Um, also, I miss you, Kylie. If you're listening, um, oh, we also went to Cinque Terre in Italy, and that was incredible. And Pisa, highly recommend those places. Okay, so fast forward, we after Zurich, we're in Frankfurt. I said bye to Kylie in the train station, and then I'm by myself, and I walk out into the Frankfurt city, and it's it's like midday. It's like morning, I think. And I was asking this girl to help me try to buy a train or try to buy a a bus ticket. My grandpa had sent me instructions to get to the church, um, <clears throat> where I was meeting them, um and I was like, okay, I'll go get on the Metro. And I like go down this like underground way. And it was the scariest thing of my life. It was not the right place. It was just this creepy underground thing. There was like these crazy druggies and I just like was terrified and ran back up. And then there was like some lady going to the bathroom. Like it was, it was bizarre. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I just see? Like, it was awful. So I ran back upstairs to like broad daylight and um, people around me. And I like kind of asked these other guys and like, followed them back to where I came out of in the train station and realized there was an escalator inside the train station that took me to the right underground metro. And I got on there and I still was like so confused which direction I needed to go on. Luckily I let intuition carry me and I just kinda like followed my thoughts and got off at a certain stop and it ended up being the right one. And I went up to the city, hopped on another bus. Somehow I knew what bus to get on. I think I typed it in my phone too, you know. Um And finally made it to the church, and I was like so gross and scraggly. And I went and freshened up and got ready. And then from there, I was with my mom and grandparents, and a car, and place to stay, food to eat. Like, and then Germany, Netherlands was wonderful and beautiful, and a different change of pace. You know, I wasn't in control of what we were doing all the time, all the time. I was, I was more along for the ride with my mom and grandparents. And I turned twenty six, and it was lovely. Um, pro tip: if you're in Germany really anywhere in Europe, go to a bakery in the morning and just in, indulge. <laughs> the bakeries are amazing. We went every day and I just, I love bakery food. Castles are amazing. in Germany, so many cities. Um, I can do city by city base um, for Italy and Germany and the Netherlands. Um, the Netherlands are amazing. We saw Kuchenhof, the Tulip Festival, um, and I absolutely loved it. And we, any chance you can get to build a connection with someone who has a house somewhere people from that culture, the better. So we stayed with a Dutch couple and that my aunt's husband knew and served his mission with and met his girlfriend. Anyway, so crazy story. But this Dutch couple hosted us in their house and they would make us Dutch food every night. And they, they showed us some Dutch culture. We got to go on little bike rides. Everyone has a bike in the Netherlands. Everyone has like five bikes in the Netherlands and it's incredible and beautiful. And, and the food is amazing everywhere. And yeah, so For me, I just love experiencing what it's like to live there, even if it's just a few days. Um, And I do that by talking to people, building those connections, um, get people's emails, get people's Facebooks. That's like how I stay connected with people. If I ever like if they ever want to come here for one, but also if I ever want to go back. And like when we went up with Chiara, who's from Italy, like she was able to take us to castles and show us around the city, you know, like that's where she's from and where she lives. And. I think what I, in my experience too, was just going to all these museums in every city that I had planned for and look forward to. I got to see Giotto's Chapel in in Padua, I think is what the city was, and just like blown away by the art and experiences I had looking at that as well as knowing about it beforehand and then seeing it. So if you're into that, I would highly recommend studying that. But Also architecture all around you, Ponte Vecchio in Florence, like there's so many amazing things. And the more you know about it, the more amazing it becomes. And just like that, I've been talking for 42 minutes. Oh my goodness. I could go on and on about travel. I hope you found a few things in this episode helpful. Um, Let me know what questions you have. If you want more itineraries, I'd be happy to share those with you. I know this was a little jumbled, so bear with me. Um, And thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.